You're listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent in Birmingham, Alabama, a church with a heart for the gospel. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org. Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Great to see y'all. I, I hate to break up. Everybody seems so lively uh, and enjoying conversation with one another. Um, so I pray we'll begin in just a moment. But it's funny, by years ago, my brother-in-law, my sister, he was in the Air Force at the time, and they were transferred. They were up Virginia Beach, Hampton, Newport News, uh, up in that area, and then they were transferred to uh, Warner Robins, Georgia. Uh, so, of course, they were just thrilled about that change uh, from, from the coast to, to lovely... Warner Robins, but you've got Macon next door, which, of course, equally thrilling. Um, you know, you can go to the east and hit Dublin and um, all the great uh, Georgia spots. But it was funny. They went to an Episcopal church there in Warner Robins. Um, the, guy, the guy asked them if they had, you know, had you know, just visited or had they, you know, uh, grown up in the Episcopal church. My sister said, yeah, it's a church I've grown up in. He says, he says well... If you want an Episcopal church, we're it. Um, and so, and Warner Robin. So that, that's kind of how I feel about the class this morning. Um, if you wanted a class, this is it. Um, so, uh, you know, I hope we enjoy it. Uh, I hope we enjoy it together. Going to offer a prayer uh, as we begin. Heavenly Father, we pray that you would now draw us into your presence. And I am mindful. Uh, that what we need at this time are not my words, but your words. And so I pray for the presence of your Holy Spirit, and that uh, in the scripture that we share, in the words uh, that I share in all of this, most gracious God, that you would um, send forth to us your living word, your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And it's in his name that I now pray. Amen. So the title of today's class is, <laughs> is, a, is a cheerful one. Um, when life takes you where you don't want to go. Uh, and uh, I'll tell you the reason behind that. And let me, a uh, couple of very succinct prefaces uh, as we begin. Um, one, I hope we don't walk out of here depressed. Um, that's, not, that's not my goal today, um, uh, for us to walk out of here and just say, you know what, I've been to church and I'm really sad. Um, so that's, that's not my hope. Um, but uh, to point ultimately really to the to the. Uh, abiding hope and, and security uh, and certainty that, that we have in the gospel. So my, my ultimate hope is that we wouldn't merely hear that this day, but that we would experience it as well. And, and, and ultimately the prayer is, as well is to experience it uh, not just cognitively, but also experientially as well, that it would not only speak to our, speak to our minds, which it needs to do necessarily, but that it would also speak to our hearts and our lives in the particular situation. So to some degree, what I'm attempting to do today is, is for us to uh, reflect and apply Scripture to our, our lives. And so when asked if I might possibly um, do this class, there were two things going on in our lives, as Paul and I talked about this together, and they're both very personal. Um, and so I'm going to reflect on those with you this morning. And, and as I say, there are things that are, that are fresh uh, and that are very personal uh, and so we'll also say, by way of preface, is, um, and I, I don't have to say this, you know this already, but I don't claim any particular expertise in this. Uh, I, I'm a fellow pilgrim 
um, along with, with you. And, and the two events uh, which are going on, one, the week that we moved, so we're kind of transition empty nesters right now, kind of sort of. Um, Jack has graduated, he's back home with us while he's in graduate school, and so he's uh, helping us transition into that empty nest. But we moved both girls um, into school. Thankfully, they went to the same school, um, so that's at least one-stop shopping. So we've got that going for us. But the same week that we moved um, our girls uh, into college, we and it all sort of came together very quickly, we moved Paula's mother um, into a retirement community here in town um, by, by her choice. Um, and, and as we'll begin to unfold, um, uh, we, and I'm sure you all have never seen this before, um, Paula's mother was just said, you know, she's like, I, I, I need this. I, she's still very sharp and, and very independent in many ways, but, but, but physically, um, at, as you know, at, at some point physically we, we don't get stronger, um, we, we, get, we get weaker, um, and, and, and there it is. We can, we can like that, we can lump that. I don't know, maybe y'all will always get stronger. Um, I find that there seems to be a tipping point um, in, in life, and so she said, you know, this is something that I need. Um, and you'll be shocked to know my father-in-law didn't share those sentiments. Um, and so uh, this, was, uh, this, was, uh, this was a fun week, so we moved her in um, at, at the same time. And, and we've had numerous family discussions um, through, throughout um, all of this. And as you might imagine, too, um, when, it, when, it, <laughs> when it comes to family uh, and when it, when it comes to relationships, when it, and particularly when it comes to familiar relationships, you're not just dealing with the moment, are you? You're not just dealing with the moment. You're not just dealing with that particular experience. You're, you're basically dealing with decades worth uh, of, of family history. You know, it's just like in all relationships in our lives. To some degree, there's the presenting issue, but the presenting issue brings up issues uh, from, from the past as well. And, th and there's a whole lot of family history involved in, in all of that. And so the portion, and, and then also the other thing um, we, Kathy uh, Logue and I had opportunity last weekend, we went down um, to uh, Church of Our Savior in Jacksonville, Florida, Joe Gibbs. Uh, some of y'all know and remember and love Joe and Amy um, very well. For those of you who don't know, Joe was one of the clergy here on staff at the Advent before he went down to Jacksonville, Florida. But we went down to do some, uh, they're introducing um, prayer intercessors uh, into their worship and he asked us to come down and do some teaching and training. We were thrilled to do that. We'll say that I'm um, uh, just delighted to report Joe and Amy are flourishing, uh, and, and the kids as well. They, they, they seem to be very, uh, very happy, very, uh, very plugged in. The church uh, seems to be flourishing as well. They seem to really, um, it, it's lively. There seems to be a real care and affection for one another, and so it's a wonderful thing. But uh, I also had an opportunity while down there. I lived in Jacksonville for a few years growing up. Uh, Y'all any of you have heard my story, um, it's kind of like witness relocation. Um, we'd sort of move every, every few years, uh, and, and Jacksonville was one of the stops along the way. Um, and after Paula's accident, uh, a friend of mine reached out to me, and I hadn't seen him, uh, this was a couple years ago, Paula's accident, but he reached out to me, uh, and we were buddies back when I was there, but we hadn't seen one another since ninth grade. But he was in a, he was in a terrible accident, uh, and his life has been, um, his life has been dramatically changed. Total, total fluke. He went up to uh, Richmond, Virginia, University of Richmond, go Spiders, um, and, and was up there for a while, and 
uh, as, as sometimes kind of happens, things didn't uh, you know, work out well for him uh, in, his, in his marriage and so forth, came back to Jacksonville, was getting things back on track again, was in traffic, the light had turned green, but cars hadn't begun to move, and car wasn't paying attention, slammed in um, to the back of him, and he's, you know, he's, he's my age, but now he's, he's on, um, uh, well, whatever, um, uh, Medicaid. Um, he's, he's just living basically with having a, 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 a permanent concussion, nausea, um, vertigo, extreme sensitivity to, to light, to sound, to, um, so entering into that, um, Excuse me, as, as I mentioned, this is all very fresh. And that situation as well um, with, with my friend and, and the challenges that he's, that he's facing now and going forward. And so all of that is um, what's going along. And so in the midst of this, um, we're going to look at John 21. Um, John 21, beginning with verse 15. And what I, what I really hope to hold up is... I guess is for some degree to us, for us to wrestle with the challenge that we all experience in life when life takes us where we don't want to go. Uh, and, and all of us uh, have experienced it in some way uh, in, in our lives. When, when, and and, and as, I, as we reflect on all this as well, it's not to say that we don't pray uh, and have plans and have hopes and, and, and make plans. You know, one of the great things about the Christian life, we're not called to inactivity. Um, we're, we're not called to inactivity and just say, I'm going to be a lump until you say something, God. I'm not going to take any initiative. I'm not going to make any plans. I'm not going to uh, have any hopes uh, or anything along those lines. It, the, the Christian faith in life doesn't mean um, inactivity. Uh, but at the same time, it also, we have to contend with um, things that uh, when we're put in situations um, such as the ones that I'm describing and ones in our lives when um, suddenly things are rocked for us. To, to whom do we turn? Um, where do we draw strength from? Where do we draw hope from? Where do we draw perspective, that, that necessary perspective um, that, that we need for our lives? And so in large part, I hope for us to reflect not only where our hope and our security rests um, uh, and that we're ultimately a people who are secure and hopeful, but also how do we have perspective in such a way that, that we navigate um, so John 21, 15, uh, we hear this is uh, the third resurrection appearance of Jesus uh, to his disciples as recorded in John's gospel. So this is Jesus' third resurrection appearance to them. We, we heard that they were fishing and that they were out fishing and they were unsuccessful. And a man shows up on the shore and says, put out the net on the other side. And if you remember, um, they put out on the, other, the net on the other side. They, they bring in this, uh, this huge load of fish. Uh, biblical trivia, anybody remember how many? What, what? 153. Um, a, a minus, um, A plus. That's right, exactly. It was, 100, it was 153. You know, folks have joked, how do you know they were fishermen? They counted their fish. Um, it's kind of like, you know, these, they, 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 they weren't pretend. They had, it was 153 fish, we're told. Jesus prepares um, some breakfast there. Uh, of course, Peter, when he realizes who, that, who it is, he, he covers himself up, he dives in, he, he swims to shore, uh, and they have finished, and um, they together have, 
have shared breakfast, um, breakfast together, um, shrimp and grits, um, and it was lovely. Uh, and then we hear in 21.15, when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, and perhaps you are familiar with this, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. He said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. This he said to show by what kind of death he was to glorify God. And after saying this, uh, he said to him, follow me. One that you're familiar with, and that's, uh, yeah, that's, that, that, that's, that's one that, that, that's one that gets pretty, uh, that gets pretty personal. Um, but one of the things uh, that I would like to hold up again by way of, of, of praying that this would be uh, something hopeful is, is this, the, the overarching reality um, of, uh, of yours and my faith and the overarching reality of, of yours and my hopefulness uh, and, and our certainty uh, is in uh, the way that God uh, chooses to work um, in our lives. Uh, and ultimately, God is a God who works um, for our salvation and a God who works for our restoration. He's a God who works um, for our salvation and he's a God who works um, for our restoration. And it's, and it's from this context, it's from this necessary lens that we can then um, encounter and, and engage in our lives and relationships with one another, but also how we can um, weather uh, these various circumstances which come along um, in our lives. But what are some of the things, uh, and we'll get to say a little bit more about what Jesus reveals about himself in this interaction with Peter, but what are some of the ways um, and, and what are some of the things that um, that, that challenge us uh, in our lives and, and in following God. And I, and I mentioned um, uh, one of the things I had, we had some conversations um, together with, with the family as, as we were making this, as we were making this transition. And one of the, one of the challenges I find, and, and I'm curious to know y'all's thoughts on this as well, um, one of my one of my challenges is um, how to properly deal with and use anger. Um, how are y'all on that one? Um, have y'all got that one? Uh, have y'all have y'all got that one down? You know how to sort of uh, properly deal with and because you know it 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 it, it has a place. Um, it, it it very definitely has a place. I mean, to some degree, as, as people who love as people who love one another, uh, as as people who live in relationship with one another. Ang anger, anger has a place. Uh, anger, there's, 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 a, there's a right anger, but the, but the challenge is, uh, and, and certainly this is, 
the challenge in my life, and I know it's not unique to me, the challenge is the challenge of the human condition is that we rarely use it rightly. Um, uh, we, we, we rarely use it rightly. And, and I mentioned we were working through the family this transition, and uh, we had moved Paula's mother in, uh, and we had moved Paula's father in uh, briefly. And I'm talking about, the, they said, look, uh, when we were talking about it, they were like, oh, yeah, share away. So I'm not speaking out of school here. Um, but we had moved her, her mother in. Paula's dad was, was sort of there um, uh, first day. Um, and, and we get a call that, that he is, um, he's being, we'll call it difficult. Um, and, so, uh, and so he's demanding that he go back out to the house. Um, and, um, and praise God, the doctor had taken away uh, the keys. That, that's, a, that's another class we could talk about. Anyway, we had done that whole thing, and he didn't want us to take the car. I said, all right, we'll leave the car, but we'll take the keys. Why are you going to take the keys? Because we don't trust you. Um, you know, you've already shown that, you know what, you're, you're, you're not going to listen. So anyway, um, everybody in the family is, is, is up in arms. And Paula uh, is like, what should I do? And I said, I said you know what, you go home. Um, I'll go get them. Uh, <laughs> and this is one of those moments when life takes you where you don't want to go. I didn't want to go there. I wanted to go home. It was late. I wanted to put my pajamas on, um, sit with my dog. Uh, I thought, you know what? The, the, the last thing I want to do is go out with my father-in-law who's pitching a fit. Um, this, is, this is the last thing. And as I was riding out there, and, and, and the tough thing is seeing the, the it, you know, let me tell you the truth. Uh, I, I, I love them. Uh, and as I'm talking about all this, I, I'm not claiming that if or when or as I get there that I'll do better. Um, so let me just go ahead and just sort of preface this all by way of saying, yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm not anticipating that I'm glad I won't be like him. Um, but anyway, so we're, uh, I'm driving back out there. And do you ever sometimes get so mad that you're not sure it's like, am I going to cry? Am I going to scream? Am I going to, uh, you know, am I going to attack my 88-year-old father-in-law? You know, what am, I, what am I going to do here? And so I'm riding out. And as I'm riding out, I'm in the car. Uh, thankfully, there's a little time just to, to pray. And uh, was honestly, uh, I'm just like, all right, Lord, I, I don't have this one. Uh, I really, really, I, I don't, I don't have this. I don't have this situation. Uh, I don't, I don't have the words um, for this situation. As I say, it, it, it pulls on all sorts of uh, of emotions for you as well, because because part of you think, look, it's so. Uh, painfully clear, uh, and, and yet you, you put yourself in, in another person's shoes and say, you know, but I, as best I can, I get it. Um, I, I get the resistance and the difficulty and the, and the frustrations <laughs> and all this. But, but again, just in, in one of the things that he had said, he said, you know, I don't, I don't care. I don't like it. Um, I don't, I don't want to like it. I'm not going to like it. I'm not going to do what I don't want to do. Um, uh, you know what? I, you can... I'm, I'm selfish, uh, and that's just the way it is, and I don't like it, and I'm not going to go. Uh, I'm going to be in my house, and I don't care. Um, I don't care what y'all uh, think. And so, uh, and I'm seeing the effect of this on my wife and her siblings and my mother-in-law. And so anyway, um, I, <laughs> I arrived there, and I walk in. I'm like, I don't want to hear a single word. Go get in the car. You know, it's like, I'm just like, you know what? You, you say you got it, you got it. Go get it, uh, go get it. Oh, I, I, I didn't know. I'm like, oh, please, uh, you know. Gosh, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to put you out. Um, you know, it's kind of like, oh, I had no idea this would, um, would, would, would be um, inconvenient. And so we, uh, you know, we had a little, uh, we had a little uh, 
well, I guess it was more of a heated monologue, um, uh, sort of in uh, talking to, talking, talking with one another. I say it was one of those challenges because it was like, all right, Lord, you know, guide me with how to, you know, how to respond, what to say, because I, because I really, really um, don't know on this one. But, uh, but it basically began as rebuke, and then it was a silent drive to the house, um, and uh, uh, and then we got to the house. Um, and, and we began talking with one another, and I, and I began to get choked up uh, in, in all of this. And I said, you know, you know, I, 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 I try to put myself in your shoes, but, but you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not there yet. So I, in that sense, I don't know. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know where you are in, in all of this. But, you know, I, I mean, I can imagine. I mean, this talk about a... I said, I don't make light of good grief. Talk about a life shift. Um, I mean, that's that's as that's as big a that's one of that's a monumental life transition. That's a monumental um, life shift. And 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 so I don't um, I don't make light of that. I said, my my concern um, is for your relationship with your your relationship with your family. Uh, so that's so that's my concern. I said, you're. Your body's going to wear out. My body's, um, our bodies are both wearing out. Um, and so I'm like, you know, those are going to, those are going to wear out, and that just is what it is, and, and we don't like it. But, you know, that's, that's not my concern because he'd been having falls and couldn't get up. Um, but, you know, I mean, he had it. Um, he had it, had, having falls, but not able to get up. And we're like, look, I, we, we hate this, but sometimes, uh, drawing from this, um, Sometimes life forces our hand in a way that we don't care for. Life forces us to go in a direction that, that we initially we, we, we don't want to go. And, and I understand, quite frankly, too, resistance because, I mean, um, that, that's, that's the human condition, isn't it, going back to the fall. Um, self-determination and self-mastery. Um, we we want to be, be in charge. And as I say, we're not called to inactivity. Um, we're, we're, we're not called to say, okay, you can take no initiative. But... Uh, but the problem from the very beginning is that we want to put ourselves in the place of God, and that means we want to have self-mastery. That means we want to have self-determination. That means we want to say, you know, this is the way it's going to be, and I don't care, but this is the way that, that, that I want it to be. Uh, I said, I, I get all of that. Um, that's, that's just as present uh, in, in my heart as, as the next. But I said, Here, you know, here's my concern. Um, here's, I said, my, my concern's not for your body. My concern's for your soul. Um, uh, you know that's 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 the concern. When we get so adamant that things are going to be the way that we want them to be, um, and and we're not concerned about the impact of those decisions upon other people, I said that's I said that's that's problematic. Um, and and I, as I say, um, in, in talking with us, so that's a that's a human condition thing, uh, and and I don't consider myself exempt from uh, those same words directed toward me. But the importance of, uh, of us as a Christian community uh, of speaking words uh, of, uh, of, of truth to one another uh, when those words are challenging. Uh, and I'll tell you, I'm, I'm a middle child, um, and so I, I love some harmony. Um, I, 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 love, uh, I love some good. And I had two sisters, I mean. Um, so, you know, I was sort of like, my life is a peacemaker. Um, so, you know, I'm a middle child, so I love some harmony. I'm not, uh, I'm not Mr. Uh, typically uh, confrontational. The, 
the Citadel training didn't stick. Um, so um, sort of, yeah, that, that, that didn't necessarily work out. So that, I mean, that's, that's one, as I say, that, that's not where I uh, typically am most comfortable going. But say, you know, that, the, the, the bigger concern for us is what about the, you know, what about the state of our souls? What about the state of our souls in relationship with God and, and, and one another? And, and the challenge for all of us is that we want to turn um, in on ourselves and we want to have um, our way. But, but do we, are we, are we prayerfully um, asking uh, ourselves, what is the impact of this on our relationship with God and, and our relationship with others? Uh, and then we both sort of choked up, teared up, um, Hugged one another, you know, I, I said, you know, shared our love for for one another, you know, appreciation that you know, neither is neither is giving up on one another throughout this frustrating time that we're not um, we're not navigating it perfectly, but we're navigating it together. And the same so, you know, I'm grateful that we're not giving up um, on one another. Uh, and and I I bring that to Jesus. Uh, interaction with Peter because um, you put yourself in, in Simon Peter's shoes. This is a tough conversation. Um, if if you if I put myself in Simon Peter's shoes, this is this is painful. And we hear, of course, that uh, Simon Peter is troubled uh, as Jesus asks him a third time, Simon, um, do you do you love me? Uh, and uh, Peter got it. Um, it. It wasn't. You know, Peter understood that, you know, my three denials, um, which, which I made, are, are now uh, being addressed with these three questions that, that you are addressing to me. And, and, but here's my, here's my thought on this, uh, and y'all can obviously invite your own thoughts on this as well. I, I don't think, in, in fact, I, I, feel, I feel certain Jesus isn't doing this um, to punish Peter, uh, Jesus isn't doing this to make um, Peter feel uh, uncomfortable. This isn't Jesus, uh, as I say, I have zero reservation to say this isn't Jesus getting back. Uh, this isn't Jesus getting back at, at, at Peter. Um, but it is um, necessarily Jesus um, uh, confronting Peter uh, in this particular instance. But, but, but why is he doing it? Uh, why, uh, why is he doing it? Why is he doing it in this very public way? Why is he doing it in this um, threefold fashion um, that, that, that mirrors uh, Peter's uh, threefold denial? Yeah, the, the, so, you know, why? Could have been a sort of a, uh, could have been a quiet conversation um, to, the, to the side. It, it could have worked out any number of, of particular ways. But one of the things that we wonderfully see is that Jesus is um, it, it seems a funny thing to say, not merely, he's not merely um, forgiving Peter, um, which he is absolutely doing, but he's restoring Peter. Uh, we, we see that, yes, um, he is forgiving him, um, but, but wonderfully, we see that Jesus is restoring Peter. Uh, and, he's, and he's not just um, restoring him uh, in his relationship, but, he, but he's also commissioning him and sending him as well. He's He's not only sort of restoring, but he's but he's but he's giving trust. Uh, he's giving trust. He's giving um, responsibility to Peter. He's he's being reconciled and restored uh, and and redeemed uh, in the most in the most wonderful way. <laughs> Feed my sheep, tend um, my sheep. We we see necessarily that that our relationship uh, with God uh, involves yes 
um, our, our response in relationship with God, but it also necessarily involves uh, our relationship with other people as well. Uh, and, and the way that God wonderfully um, takes us uh, from being focused inward upon ourselves and, and directs us outward um, beyond ourselves. That, that wonderful gift, that wonderful restoration um, which, uh, which, he gives, uh, which he gives to Peter, sort of addressing, because, um, you know, what, basically what, what Andrew um, preached on this morning. Um, Peter's, you know, Peter's saying, you know what, I, I, Jesus, I don't like the way you're going about things. Um, you know, I, I, think you've, I think you've got it all wrong. Um, and, and Jesus um, addressing that, but Jesus working um, by way of, of restoration. There's a guy, um, Tim Kreider uh, is his name. He's, he's sort of a writer, cartoonist, um, but he, he wrote a book, and it's kind of one of those that had me at the title. Uh, the title of the book was We Learn Nothing, um, and, and sort of some of his reflections. And, and, and Tim Kreider is... Never, never met the guy, but, but from his writings, um, not a Christian, but, but very insightful uh, about the, the human condition, and at times writes in ways that, that are very moving as well. And, and this one particular um, article that he wrote that's in this uh, book uh, of his, We Learn Nothing, uh, he's talking about an encounter that he had with a guy that, that, uh, that, he, that he likes, but basically just thought, you know, he was prepared not to like this guy and then was kind of surprised when he did like this guy. And so basically the long and short is they're on opposite ends of the spectrum. You know, Kreider would be far to the left and this other guy would be, uh, would be far to the right. Um, and, and he said, you know, I was just kind of surprised he really wasn't a jerk. Um, and, and his, his you know, assumption was that this guy was just a, a horrible, um, awful um, person. And he was just extremely disappointed to find out that he wasn't. Um, and so, and he, and he was honest about his uh, grappling with that and, and coming to terms with that. But, but this is what he wrote, which I thought was, uh, was insightful and applies to what we're talking about this morning. And uh, <laughs> he was talking about their, their different beliefs uh, and their different political beliefs and commitments. And he said, you know, he said, what I realized is, is this. He said, I, I don't hold the political views I hold because of classes I took in political science and history um, that, I've, that I've studied. Uh, he said, he said he basically, he just said, basically what Crowder's saying is, you know, we're all uninformed. Um, uh, and he said, I, he said, I don't hold the views that I hold because of any particular study or knowledge on my part. He said, yeah, I hold the views I hold because my parents are pacifists and I watched a lot of MASH growing up. Um, he said, you know, he said, that's, that's really um, what, what shaped me more than any, particular, than any particular study. And he said, you know, this, this other guy, he grew up, and his, his parents were small business owners, and they listened to Rush Limbaugh. Um, and he said, you know, he said, he said so, these, so he draws, uh, he draws his, his political beliefs from, from that. But this is what he said that I thought was so particularly insightful. He said, you know, he said, I, I, as, I, as I think about it, as I reflect on this, he says, I realize that, that our beliefs are really actually determined by who we love, uh, that, 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 that our beliefs and that our commitments are determined um, by by who we love, um, and, and I think he's, I think he's, uh, I think he's right. Uh, I think he's right about that. And he, he he finished that sentence by saying, "Your mama started it." Um, so, but our but our but our but our beliefs um, and and our actions and our and our and our views and the lens that we uh, that we look at life with the the lens by which we evaluate uh, different people, the lens by which we evaluate uh, different circumstances. 
that, that's, that's, affected, um, that's affected by who we love. Uh, and so J- Jesus, in this wonderful restoration of Peter, Simon, um, do you love me? Uh, do, you love me uh, do you love me more than these? Do you love me more than uh, you love these people? Do you love me more um, than you love having your way? Um, do you love me more um, than, than things? Uh, do you love me more than your conception of yourself. He, he basically is asking the, these different questions, and, and not because Jesus is emotionally needy, um, but because his realization, unless our life is rightly ordered, and our lives are never fully rightly ordered. Let me just go ahead and say that. Um, um, there was a great cartoon I saw one time. It was, um, it was uh, there was a little acronym. It was Adult Children um, of Normal Parents, and there's this big auditorium, and there was one person in it. Um, so we, you know, so we. Uh, I'm not saying we ever sort of fully like. I'm now rightly ordered. Um, praise the Lord. I, I'm, I'm there. But this opportunity for for you and for me, <clears throat> to take our uh, our perspective from our our, our hope from our, our certainty, from uh, the fact that we are first and foremost people who were alienated from God but have been reconciled to God, uh, that, that, that were people who are um, forgiven and restored. And, and you may say that, well, you know, is that it? Um, but, but, but honestly, I mean, the essential starting point for the way that we handle different situations in our lives, the essential starting point from the way that we uh, love and live in relationship with other people, the essential starting point uh, by the way in which we sort of navigate uh, what life brings our way is first and foremost from that love from uh, and relationship with Jesus. The fact that we were people who are alienated, who have been reconciled and, and restored, and, and that necessarily um, puts the other things in our lives basically as penultimates. Uh, that, that, that ultimate is the lens by which um, God wonderfully challenges um, our, our self-love, the one that he challenges the ways um, that we tend to want to be the masters uh, of our, our lives, the way that he wonderfully comes about um, basically uh, liberating us, um, that he gives this gift, um, that he gives this gift to Peter and invites this perspective um, for you and for me. And, and I'll say this as well, this, this perspective is necessary <clears throat> not just for the challenging times. So uh, I really want to say that. This perspective is not just necessary for the challenging times, and, and it is for that, Lord have mercy, but it's also necessary for the good times. Um, and and why, do, why do I say that? Because without this perspective, when things are going well, we think, you know, I guess it's going well because I'm really probably better than most people. Um, and, and I guess that's why things are, are going well for me, because I'm, you know, I'm, you must be living right uh, because, uh, because I'm living right, and, and so things are... And so things are going my way, and then we become insufferable. Um, uh, and then we become <laughs> the kind of people that people see us in the grocery store and they pretend they don't see us. Um, and, they, and, they, and they walk the other way. Uh, it's, it's a necessary perspective for when the challenging times come along, uh, but then also um, when things are going very well. So we recognize uh, that, uh, that this, is a, this is a gift. It's, it's not our doing, but God's gracious care for us. Um, I'm going to stop there for a moment. Are there any comments um, or questions that, that you all have? David. Frank, <clears throat> I can identify very strongly with your father-in-law. I can't imagine any circumstance that I would ever 
be reconciled to living in one of those places no matter what shape I was in. Yeah. Has he managed to, to get it done, and if so, how? Yeah, so it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great question. As I say, you know, I'm up here, and I'm just saying uh, I'm, I'm a pilgrim, not, a, not an expert. Um, I, we're, you know, it's, it's funny that we're, we're working on it. Um, we're, we're working on it in the answer. This is very much uh, in process. We still take regular trips back to the house, um, and so it's... Um, you know, it's, 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 it's a process. And as I say, and, and I bring all this up too, both, I mean, this is kind of a no-duh statement, but it's not easy. Because, um, you know, you, you try to look at it from the various, um, the various different angles, but he's, it's a, you know, here's the thing. It's a, and this doesn't necessarily help, um, but, but it's a great spot. Um, and, and, uh, it's hard to tell him, but I, here's here. I think in this particular situation is particularly when when one is married uh, and and one's spouse. So anyway, it's it's not a. And I guess you may say, well, it's semantics, but it's 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 not a nursing home. It's they can come and go. It's not jail. We're like it's not jail. Um, if you want to leave, you can leave. Um, if you don't want to go, you don't have to participate in any activities. You don't have to speak to anyone. Um, you can come, you have your own door that you can come and go from, and, you know, you can go all in or, or not in at all. Um, you know, your, your call on that particular one. So I guess by way of saying it's, um, he, he's still like, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. uh, and, and it's not just the, uh, the family uh, strong-arming him in this. It's one of those tough things. He's, we're working on it, I guess, is, is the very inarticulate answer because um, it is, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's a process. Um, I mean, the concern was his you know, falling with regularity, being out away by himself, and you know, there, there's, there's the challenge. So it's... Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. He's, uh, he's like, you know, we don't believe in purgatory, but I'm living in it. Um, yeah, ex- 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 exactly. So I don't know. I mean, that's the challenge of relationships, isn't it? Um, and and the, and the Christian faith. And let me just say this as well. One of the things I wanted to say is one of the additional resources that we draw on is Christian community. Um, that we're not doing this alone. I was, was going to say to a lot of people, their worlds become so small and isolated that when they get in the home, they're pleasantly surprised that they're now in a community. I don't know what the percentage is, but I, yeah. I would say it's probably close to half the people that. But after they're there a while, they, it's, it's reinvigorating. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, as it turns out, Fox News is like a Hobber Ridge, too. Um, and, <laughs> and MSNBC and CNN and the Weather Channel and, you know, all those things are there um, uh, as, 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 as well. So, um, but, yeah, I mean, it is, you know, I, again, wonderfully, God calls us into relationship with him, but also one another, not merely families. But I think when we navigate these situations, there's not easy answers, because to some degree, one can say, look, medically, bump, 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 uh, here you go. But it's another thing where we're talking about emotions. Uh, it's another thing we're talking about um, all, of, uh, all, of, all of that. And so I, I think we necessarily prayerfully continue to walk all of this with one another, and it's messy, um, is what I would say. So uh, I moved to Birmingham 
July 1st mm. of this year for Beeson. And when I got accepted to Beeson, I started getting anxiety, depression, yes. so I saw a counselor. And so maybe in a sense of distance, it might not apply, but the drastic change of living. Yes. Um, my counselor said going through a long-distance move is, um, is mentally as, uh, as if you went through a natural disaster. Mm-hmm. That it does that much stress to a person. So I can imagine yeah. doing such a huge life change can do the same, that the stress the mental wear it can create on a person. Yeah. And yeah, no, thank you for sharing that. And, you know, that's one of the challenges, again, that are, and I don't throw this out in any cliche way, our need for God and our need for one another, because even, even good decisions, even decisions of our choice can be traumatizing uh, and, and, and in some ways and challenging in, in many ways. And certainly, yeah, moving away from, yeah, that's a, that's a major stressor moving away from a familiar situation into an unknown into a new community so and i and i pray you know not just in words but in reality i mean we can very much be a community where you can be connected and plugged in as well um and, and, and pray that you feel yeah very much incorporated in a part of this place yeah. well it's a shame we're out of time because i could have answered all your questions um <laughs> and just you know sent you out with some good resolution, um, but uh, you're a loss. I'm so sorry. Um, but let me, let me pray as, as we go forward today. Oh, Lord Jesus Christ, we give you thanks and praise that, um, oh, good heavens, you know us, um, and, and you don't give up on us, that you're a good shepherd who's with us, and you go before us. And I, and I we thank you that as we encounter situations in our lives where we seem taken where we don't want to go, uh, that you promise that you are with us and that you will never forsake us uh, and that you promise to come and make your home with us. For each and every person gathered here this day, Lord, you know our particular, um, you know our particular needs, um, where we need to be uh, pruned, where we need to be encouraged, where we need to be challenged, where we need to be comforted. And I pray that with your love and your mercy and your skill, you would work um, for our restoration uh, and that you would uh, direct and guide and be with us always as our good shepherd. As we go forth, go with us, we pray. We ask all this now in the name of Jesus, your son. Amen. You've been listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent. If you live in Birmingham or find yourself visiting, we hope you'll join us at one of our Sunday services. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org.